All right, welcome back to the Prospecting Show. Today is Tuesday, April 20th, and we have Alicia and Erwan Davon on the call. How are you? Great. <laughs> Doing great. <laughs> we're, we, before the show, we were working on the pronunciation here of one of the most interesting names I've ever seen uh, on the show. So that was kind of a cool hurdle for us to jump over. Um, the, the format of the show, past, present, and future on the prospecting show, the goal here is to highlight entrepreneurial uh, highlights, right? To basically walk through people's life as they built the business that they have today. So to start things off, uh, introduce both of yourselves and tell us uh, how you got to where you are today. Why don't you start, babe? Okay. Uh Business-wise, it started, I would say, in a state of panic, a state of sheer terror. Uh, I was uh, teaching transformational courses for a very large organization, but I was doing that as a volunteer. And I had a psychology degree and no training in what to actually do with that degree. So I was following my dream. I was doing the stuff I was really interested in. But then when I graduated from college, you know, I, I really had no idea what to do or how to get a job or what did I want to do for a living or anything like that. But I was following my dream of supporting people in relationship so intently that the transition from teaching for others to teaching for myself, it just kind of happened naturally, almost accidentally. Someone who I was teaching with said, hey, why don't you start teaching for yourself? I took out a piece of paper. I said, okay, what do I want the topic to be when I was teaching transformational courses uh, for this very large organization? It was more kind of general. I didn't want to be general. I took out a piece of paper. What am I most interested in? I closed my eyes. I just started writing. And the first word that came out of my pen was women. I was like, <laughs> okay, I want to focus on romantic relationship. and. I found that uh, really everybody had some interest in that, you know, often a lot of interest and uh, the, the panic and the terror kind of ended and I just sort of dove into that, but it really was two years of what in the world am I gonna do? And how do you go from an idea on paper to actually building a company around that, right? Because there's a lot of people with good ideas and you're, you know, I guess not unique in the sense that there's a lot of people who have started in other businesses and then brought into their own ideas and created their own company. So that pathway is a common pathway a lot of people go through. But how do you actually take relationships and, and all that together and say, I'm going to build a company and deliver that? How did you do that? Yeah, and that's a great question. And the, the way I did it originally, and then we'll get to your story, Alicia, because yours is particularly interesting. The way that I did that originally was the opposite of how most people go about building a business. Um, you know, I grew up in Greenwich Village. I was born in Paris. You know, my mother was more of an artist kind of thing. So I, I took a very bohemian approach. You know, I have a degree in, uh, you know, not the sciences, but the arts. Psychology is, you know, more on that side of things, my class list and so on. So how I did it was following my dream and spending, you know, I, I developed the business, but there, it was a very rocky road. It wasn't like getting investors and like, here's the business plan. It was 10 years into the business before I even knew what a business plan was. It was really sort of groping around in the dark, trying to figure things out eventually. Now, the thing was I had a good education, so I realized like, okay, I have to learn this. So 
I started reading Harvard Business Review and I put myself through my own kind of personal master's program in business, if you will, from the most intelligent sort of business source I could find, which was Harvard Business Review. Uh, all kinds of educational materials were becoming available on the internet, uh, even way back when. So it, you know, it really was kind of um, dedicating some time each day to learning, to learning about business. I started directly uh, with finding students because I was teaching for other organizations. So before I even had a business or a business model, I was sort of accumulating students. So the whole business part was secondary. And that's generally a bad formula for business because being very bohemian about business is usually like, you know, most coaches don't succeed. You know, we've right. been doing this for a combined 40 years. We make, you know, a lot doing it. We're super successful. We've supported over 12,000 people, singles and couples over the world, in-depth work. But it, it took, because I was taking that bohemian approach, it, you know, we really had to stay with it and be dedicated and keep going back to it and dealing with a lot of failure and things falling apart because it was not a traditional create your business plan first. Then the business follows. It was really following the dream and then learning all the business stuff afterwards. Yeah. And I think a almost all entrepreneurs start that way, right? There's always the people who've already built a business and already have that kind of mentality of finance and bookkeeping and running the offer and cash and, and all those different pieces. But I think anyone who's a creator, anyone who's who's a developer, right? Those, those, those type A personality, like I'm gonna create this thing and do something with this thing. They're not that worried about like how they're gonna sell it or how they're gonna market it or who their customers are gonna be. You just kind of build it out of passion and the rest of it seems to kind of it's like a hole, right? Just sucks everything in and, and kind of works. What was the tipping point for, for both of you or, or as you built this, what was the tipping point into now we have a business, right? You obviously put, you put that stamp down. You said, Hey, I'm going to read Harvard business review and, and build a business, but there must've been a point where you're like, wow, we actually built something here. <laughs> well, it, again, it started kind of the opposite way for me. And then you, you know, when Alicia came in, the thing just kind of like sort of, <laughs> expanded dramatically yeah well i was really lucky okay because i met erwan when he was 10 years into building this organization so i all i knew was i was very very passionate about working with people i had just finished a master's program in psychology i had training as a therapist so that was kind of the path i was taking and then i met erwan more of like a romantic interest you know my friend introduced me to him because she's like you got to meet this guy, Erwan. He runs this cool organization all about romance and sexuality. And I was into that stuff. Like, so I started dating Erwan, right? But I still remember the first night I met Erwan and my friend took me to a group that he was, he was teaching. And I walked into the room and the room was packed full of people talking about their relationships and connecting and enjoying and learning. And I was so impressed by what I saw because in my mind, business quote unquote was always like kind of hard and cold and uninteresting. And it was like the most fun, cool thing I had ever witnessed. And I knew like, okay, I'm going to get involved in this. And then I did something smart, which was I, well, 
smartest was grabbing Erwan for, for me as my man, you know, and, and we're married now and we have a child and we've been together two decades and that was like the best thing. But smart business wise was I, I just threw myself in. I started attending all the courses, kind of apprenticing with him. You know, I got to participate in some of the coaching sessions he was running and I just learned everything I could as fast as I could. So that really was the approach, you know, the first course, because I just want to, you're, you're, it's a great question. Mm -hmm. How did it become a business? The first course that I taught was with my girlfriend, Nikki, and we taught it in our bedroom, sitting on our bed. That wasn't sexually explicit, but we certainly talked about a lot of stuff. So it, it really was like a group of friends and we invited all of our friends and it was in our bedroom, on our bed. So it started very bohemian, very organically. And then Alicia came into it and it was kind of still in that phase. But even early on, I kind of knew okay, this is a business, we're making a bunch of money, but I don't need, I, if somebody asked me what a business was, I could not have even told them. Yeah, the, and, and that's, I think, the part that's cool, right? Is you don't have to know how to build all the pieces to be able to get there, right? You, you just don't, you just can build the product and kind of walk through that. For, for both of you, when you started building this up and getting a customer base, what was the thing that kept people coming back? Cause I'm assuming people over and over again were like, Hey, here's my friend, here's this, here's, you know, they're making those referrals and introductions. What is the reason that people are so attracted to the work you're doing? Uh, there's a few. I mean, one of them is the community. There's always been a lot of community mm -hmm. around this work. People are kind of starved for relationship for intimacy people are definitely in a state of sexual deprivation you know people as far as we're concerned people would like to have some kind of sensual contact i'm not saying intercourse every day but people generally would like to have some level of sensual contact daily if they can but you know a, a, a lot of times people don't have that so there's a kind of a longing for intimacy longing for sensuality longing for closeness and uh, the community really provided that and it provides that in a like a very sophisticated way, you know, because there's few channels for that. People go to porn or people go to this or people go to that. We're not I'm not moralizing about any of that stuff. I don't think there's anything wrong with porn, but people go to kind of lower level stuff sometimes. So to actually have those hidden, sometimes taboo areas of life even if it's just intimacy, it's not taboo, like people are against it, but people are shy about it. Um, sort of brought into the light in a sophisticated way. I think, that's a, I think that's a big part of what brings people in. What do you think? Yeah, in that same vein, the first word that came to me when you asked that, Connor, was connection. And it brought me back to the first night that I met Erwan's whole crew and the community the feeling of connecting with people, being real, talking about interesting, exciting things, learning, growing, it's addictive in a good way. And that's what keeps people coming back. And I think it's a proximity thing too, right? Like to your point, like people are attracted to the thing that they have a void for, whatever that is in their life. If it's money, health, wealth, love, happiness, whatever the, like the, the pillar is that they're going for, like, oh, that person has that thing. I want to go towards that, right? It's kind of like move towards pleasure and move away from pain kind of concept. And I, and I think uh, for what you guys are doing, it's a very specific need for everybody, right? Everybody could benefit from from that, which makes it very easy to to start 
having people attracted to what you're doing. What is the type of offer that you guys have? What is the type of work that you're doing? Maybe walk us through what somebody can experience when they come to you. Is it group environment, one-on-one? Is it virtual? I'm, I'm sure with COVID it's changed a little bit, but talk to us a little bit about what it is that you guys actually deliver. So we offer support to both singles and couples in unleashing your relationship potential, gaining skills to have a successful romantic and sexual life. So whether you're single, looking to get into a relationship, or you're already in a relationship and you want to juice it up and make it even better, we have courses and coaching. And pretty much all of our classes are online. All of them are offered online. There's one that you can still do in person currently, but everything else is online. There's a group kind of community-based class called Mastery of Relationship, which is our most popular class that people take. It's weekly. You get to be with a group of people online. We have individual coaching for people that want more private attention. And then we have some one-off classes. We have some sensual skills training classes and so on. And, and when people come into these programs, like what's the time that they're spending with you? I know I, I'm assuming there's a recurring component where people can stay forever if they want to, but like, is there a program length? Is it, what does that look like for people to be able to go from where they're at to where they want to be? Yeah, the main program that people are in, the weekly program, Alicia talked about, Master of Relationship, that's a year-long program. And so people will typically be with us on average between one and three years. So, you know, to, if they really dive in, I'd say that's, that's, you know, how, what most people do. There are some people who come for a quickie 10 sessions of coaching or 20 sessions, something like that. But RMO, we're kind of a boutique organization. So RMO is going really deep with people, you know, because there's a lot of good information on the internet. People can get a good take on something. They can learn like that. But to really develop a relationship life or a sex life or take a relationship that's not in the honeymoon phase anymore and the sex is petering out and really, you know, get things moving again and all of that, you know, there's psychological issues, there's lifestyle issues, there's, you know, we have people meditating every day, you know, we have people doing yoga, things that you'd never think like, oh, you guys are romance coaches and like, you know, oh, this whole session is on, you know, your childhood or this whole session is on your body, you know, or this whole session is on like how to have your work life jive with your fun life and social life and like that. So it takes a fair amount of time to kind of rebuild things up from the bottom up. Uh, so, you know, on average, I would say one to three years. Yeah, and when people are done that that three year period of time, if the, if they stay the, the whole time, what is it that they're doing after that? Is it just that they have the skills and the resource and the tools and the methods to be able to continuously do it? Because I'm assuming like anything else, there's continuous improvement, whether or not they're still working with you in a group or one-on-one -on -one environment. So, so what does that look like after the three years? So what it looks like is they've integrated a lot of the practices and the skills that they learned with us into their day-to-day -day life. I mean, there's a lot of people that work with us and we have several students in our programs that have been with us for like 10 years. It's just like they stay with us, they learn new things, we're constantly evolving, but people that complete successfully have integrated it. And now, you know, it's a community, so they might be gone for five years and then come take a class or do a few coaching sessions to brush something up. 
um, you know, I like that word that Alicia used, integrated, you know, to, for example, there's four practices we recommend our students do daily. I mentioned meditation, yoga, body practices, yoga, anything like that, um, psychological inquiry and uh, sensual practice, right? Whether they're single or coupled. So people learn how to do that. Like we're not interested in, you know, catching a fish for somebody and giving it to them. We're interested in teaching people to fish so they know, oh, where did Alicia and Erwan get all this information and all these practices from? What, you know, what, what, you know, like, oh, and they can generate that for themselves. Yeah, well, I think the I think the information component's really interesting too because uh, to your both your points, there's tons of information out there. You can probably Google anything you want on the planet. The problem isn't the information. The problem is how you use the information, and that's where you know coaching comes in 99% of the time, right? It's like here here's the information, like this is how to implement it, and 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 that's that's critical. The only reason I bring that up is like that's exactly what we do in our business. It's like all the information of what we do is online. It's just you don't know how to do it, or you're not willing to do it, or you need somebody to walk you through doing it. So it all comes together and I'm assuming just same situation for, for both yeah. of you. What, what would you say, uh, you know, for people that are listening to this, there's a lot of people who are small business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, I, I don't know the relationship status of everybody that listens to the show, but generally speaking, they're people who are between 25 and, you know, 55 years old and they're busy professionals, right? What's a piece of advice that you could give to them as to a diagnostic piece in the relationship? Like where should they start if they wanted to kind of look at getting some coaching from, from you guys, for example? What's the first question they should ask themselves? Well, the first thing I think a person should ask themselves is, do they want to have their romantic life get even better? You know, I think that's the, the key question. And, you know, it's a big question because, you know, to your point, succeeding in business is all about like, do you really love what you're doing? Because even if you make a ton of money, if you don't love what you're doing, you can't, you're not really successful, actually. Right, right. now. In relationship, it's the same thing. You know, does a person really want to have that? For the answer, the answer for most people is yes. You know, we've had the privilege of working with people on their deathbed. And when people are on their deathbed, you know, they usually care about, you know, did I love somebody? Was I loved? You know, did I do, you know, with my business, did I do what I was passionate about and what I cared about? People usually don't care so much about, did I make $10 million or $14 million? Mm. You know, nobody's saying that on their deathbed. They're saying, you know, am I passionate about what I did with my life? And, you know, most people are about their romantic life, but just kind of admitting that, sort of steering towards that, that's the first step. Yes, and the answer to that for most people, that question is yes. And then the next question is, am I willing to do what it takes? A lot of people come work with us to get an efficient and effective boost in their romantic life. We, you know, we live in San Francisco, we work with people all over the world, but we work with a lot of people that work in tech and they own startups or they work in startups and they're like, I don't have time for anything. How am I going to have time for my relationship? So it does take an investment of time and energy, but we've created a system of practices. We have a method that makes it efficient and also effective. So it fits in people's lives. That's a good point because doing this by doing relationship and romance by trial and error, 
is why the divorce rate is so high. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that that's um, a part that I think a lot of people don't think about too, which is uh, people look at their business and to your point, like they look at top line or bottom line, the, what's the revenue, what's the headcount in the business, you know, how are we doing as a whole? And then they look at the, the founder, the person who started. And usually when the business gets kind of messed up, it's because there's something else going on, right? There's like a, a relationship issue or it could be maybe their kids. Like it's always relationship, right? Either it's a business relationship or a personal relationship, a family relationship. There's always some relationship that's messed up. And like, I think that's something that I've recognized as a, an entrepreneur, business owner with people that, you know, work with us and, and for us and whatever you want to call it. It's like always balancing the relationships of different people. It's just like, let's spin the plates today and let's, you know, catch all of them so they don't fall, right? There's a lot of this balancing. So for, for you guys to come in and, and help somebody who's an entrepreneur, a business owner, uh, a tech founder, uh, you know, whatever it is, that's got to be something that you see show up in more than one area of their life. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly like that. Relationship is really important for people, and this is sort of an old business saying, but it's rarely urgent, right? So it's usually not urgent, but it's always really important. So it kind of doesn't get addressed. And then like addressing it, things just really start to blossom in other areas. They do. It's like um, having a vitality, having an itch scratched, having that yummy energy running through your body, that connection with either your relationship partner or potential partners. It makes everything brighter, better, and so much more energy. There was a study that I read about people getting hired for these tech companies and they, they drew it into four quadrants. You know, education was one determinant of whether they would get hired and their previous employment history was another determinant and their skill set was another determinant. But the fourth quadrant and what proved to be the biggest determinant of whether people got hired or not was did the interviewer like the person that they were interviewing? <laughs> you know, and it's often the part that we pay the least attention to, but it's actually the most important. Yeah, well, that's and that's where that bridge between, you know, personality, relationships, business and all that, you know, kind of come together. And I think that people really undervalue one piece. They just look at the thing that easily measured, right, which is the analytical stuff. How much money, how much time, how many customers, how many this, how many that, the, the numerical things. But they forget to measure the non-numerical, which is URL, right, which is these things that like not everything's measured zeros and ones has it, you know, pull out the ruler and see what it is. Right. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different. Right. So that that's where I think it, it this is a very unique episode that we have here for the prospecting show, because everybody's so focused on business and there's so few people focused on the relationship of themselves and the business. So, you know, I, I like to keep the episodes relatively short because people like to listen to about 19, 21 minutes and then start fading off. So tell us about about how one people can reach you to how they can actually you know what what they can expect when they reach out to you what's the best method and then where can they learn more about you yeah so for those of you listening and you think you might be interested in working with us and learning more about how you can enhance your own love life you can sign up for a one-on-one -on -one with me it's a free consultation it's private time it could be on zoom or on the phone i'll give you the text to set that up now then i'll tell you what to expect so our text is 
308-9580. I'll repeat it again at the end. It's basically some time, 30 to 45 minutes, just you and me, and we will dive into whatever is of top concern to you, romantically, sexually, relationship-wise. Sometimes we're a little shy to talk about this kind of stuff. You might want to know how to create a great relationship or boost the one that you're in. So I'll work with you a little bit on that. And then I'll also point you to, towards the best method of support with us from there. Some people like to learn in groups and classes. Other people like to learn privately and kind of in-depth coaching. So I'll lay out all the options for you. So you can text 415-308-9580. And then Connor, I'll also give you a link that people can just click to set up one of these chats if they'd like to do it that way. Awesome. So for everybody, it's a uh, four and two, or four and five, sorry, three zero eight nine five eight zero, and we'll drop uh, some you know notes in the description below. Uh, put a couple links there as well. We also have pleasurecourse.com as a website that people can visit, and uh, we'll put some extra notes in the in the show notes area for people who are interested. Thank you so much for coming on the prospecting show and sharing your biz your business and your vision. It's it's a super cool um, model that you guys have put all together. So thank you so much for coming on the show, and have a great rest the day. Thank you. Thanks, Connor.